Hello everyone, I'm Sophie Jackson, publisher and head of strategic content at the Treasury Today Group. Welcome to this podcast where I'll be speaking to Yang Zhu, global treasurer at Kraft Heinz, and Caroline Lecoq, director Cooper Pay at Cooper Software, the global technology platform, on the growth and the enduring challenges surrounding DEI, that is diversity, equality and inclusion. Caroline is involved in Cooper's increasingly renowned diversity programme, which supports women in the workplace. And Yang Zhu, based at Kraft Heinz for the last four years, has also made DEI central to her approach to Treasury. I began by asking Yang about how her background has shaped her commitment to DEI. So Sophie, as you know, I was born and raised in China. And for a long time in my life, I always took for granted that the men and women are made equal uh, because in China, there's a lot of women participating in the workforce. And until um, I had an opportunity to pursue my master's degree in Europe and later I had many opportunities to tour around many different countries, including uh, the America and, you know, back in multiple different countries in, uh, in Europe and, and later in Asia Pacific, I realized First of all, uh, there are people start talking about it and make me aware there is, you know, just to open my eye, there is an inequality in the workforce. Uh, so just in general, in finance, I notice there are very few women, very few women leaders. Um, and then when I look more narrowly into my, my treasury space and even fewer. And I couldn't comprehend why, uh, and particularly because when I saw that when we recruit people at the very beginning and it was more or less balanced. Uh, and then when I look further into the data and walking to my own organization, I, I start realizing we start losing uh, our women in the beginning toward the middle of the career uh, because there's still this social implied understanding of um, a woman needs to be taking care of more family duties at the same time if they can uh, take the time and to be a professional. So it was not as I was taking for granted there, you should be part of the workforce, you know, just a period. So I realized there was a, maybe this um, unsaid rule or in, somehow imposed about an unspoken rule or it's just, just because the things get too much, you know, there's a the needs to succeed in life, in the family, in child rearing. And at the same time, you want to be growing up professionally and everyone wants to be fulfilled. And sometimes it's a personal choice and it was good as long as it's a conscious choice to, to leave the workforce. But for many, I didn't think that was a conscious choice, but the difficulty to balance it all. Caroline, let's hear from you. Where has your interest in this topic come from? Fairness and justice, they have always been really important to me. Um, Throughout my career, I have experienced gender inequality as I've always worked in a more male-dominated industry. So my first experience with this topic was back in 1998 when I worked in New York and I was director of the Belgian American Chamber of Commerce. I was invited to attend the yearly event of the European directors, of which I was the only woman. While I was waiting for the event to begin, one of the men casually ordered a coffee for me as he thought I must have been the waitress. After this incident, I was really determined to always fight for equal treatment. There are several other examples of inappropriate behavior and gender bias. For example, later while working at a bank in Asia, I was denied a well-deserved promotion and told that as a woman, I was not able to manage a team of men. That incident also led me to resign. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's shocking. I'd love to say that those stories were surprising, but I think over the course of the last decade, there are many like that. I mean, hopefully things are improving. I think just the fact that we're even able to have this conversation is something that causes me great optimism. You're no longer working in that kind of environment and you're in a new space and in a new company. So tell me a little bit about Cooper's involvement in this space um, and, and what you're feeling excited about within that this year. I actually was very happy to join Coupa because um, I did some research and I saw that it was one of the better companies to work for in technology. It's like it made always the one of the 100 best companies to work for in technology. So I was like, let's give it a try. I've always worked for really big companies. And this was a smaller company. It's still big. It's over 3,000 people. But for me, like after HSBC and KPMG and Standard Chartered Bank, it's like rather small. And I was also pleasantly surprised when I joined Coupa to see that there was Empower. So Empower is uh, to women's leadership, but Coupa is actually to business spend management. At Coupa, actually, we believe talent should thrive irrespective of background or gender because greater diversity makes business better for everyone. And that was also my opinion. So it's really nice to be part of a group of women and allies that help us ourselves grow through organizations, uh, participate in communities, and uh, create some impact. So it's, it's nice to see that there is a mission at Coupa to break down barriers to women's success by creating a community of working together. And I actually really felt that as joining Coupa very newly because it's only been nine months. And I also feel that that's actually working. Thank you both for these responses. Yang, could you highlight some of the steps that Craft Times has taken to actively support women in the workplace, particularly trying to store that fall off that we know happens mid-career, as you mentioned? First of all, just to make sure that people realise there was a gap. And we took, we were actually trundling it <laughs> to say this is women and this is men and there are all kinds of other diversity metrics, but for the, for the gender, it was much easier for us to collect the data. So just to show that at a certain level that you're rapidly losing them. The number one is I think people need to be aware and recognize that there is an issue. Uh, unlike me, I was, I was blind until I was, you know, <laughs> made aware. And the second is to take a clear stand of what we want to be. So, for example, in my organization, we said we want managerial rules by 2025 wants to be uh, gender equality, period. And we recognize there's still a big gap. But at least we need to say this is where we want to go and here's where we are. And then if you, we know why and where we need to go, then everything is relatively easy because it's how. And we have many, many, many different hows in the place. So, for example, very simple things. For certain positions, we said... There's a lot of um, study out there, but we said you've got to interview people and women in the pool of interviewees needs to be at least two. And there's a study behind why it is at least two. But even if you just interview two people, we need to have two women. If you interview 10 people, we need to add at least two. <laughs> so the, the, the two, the famous two, because apparently the study said if you just did one, it doesn't, really, doesn't move the needle. That becomes a hiring rule. Uh, number two, we also put what we call the women's sponsorship. So what we did is we took a more junior and mid-ranking of the managerial, very good potential uh, ladies in, in, in our organization, and we made sure there's a certain sponsors. We make sure that the sponsors see them, see their capabilities, and be a vocal voice for them uh, as their names are being bounced around for promotions or, or for rotations. And I thought that, that was important because... Most of women tends to be a little bit shy uh, in promoting ourselves. And so having someone, it doesn't have to be a woman, but having someone to be 
other than their managers to see them and to say what they desire, how their career progression has been a big help. Actually, this one is one of the better helps to us. And um, the third one is we have a mentors, like beyond a sponsor. Sponsor is more like help you advance your career where you want to be, but mentors just to teach you. And sometimes it's as simple as how you show up, <laughs> uh, how you lean in, like uh, even like body language or presence and like this little thing that, you know, sometimes it doesn't occur to people to tell, to, to take the time and have the courtesy to tell you. But having a mentor, they absolutely will because it's more like one-on-one, much more personalized development. And um, the fourth one, I think, is just to buy the virtue of role modeling. So we get together a community called Women in Finance in my organization. Uh, so we constantly highlight women in the leadership roles. And they don't have to be finance women, but we invite people from outside, from inside, from the general counsel, whoever, the, the, the CHRO, just to say that you can't have it all. Because sometimes we, we feel like, because I can't have it all, so I have to give up something. And oftentimes when you struggle into different things, you say, well, let me just give up my career because the, the calculus doesn't work at a certain point in time. You say, well, maybe I take a backseat. But it can. It can. You just need different ways. You say, well, let me sacrifice my, my financial for a period of time, hire a good nanny or whatever. And then realize people get into a certain role is not because they're superwoman. They're just like, oh, they're human beings. But somehow they couldn't make it work and they have some tips to make it work and they have their own struggle. They have their own vulnerability. And once you see, you say, well, I actually can be part of it. So essential pillars there and lots of advice. Caroline, maybe this is a good moment to hear a little bit more about Empower, the initiative at Cooper that you mentioned that advances women and their allies at work through three core pillars. We're using three pillars. First pillar is discover, second one connect and third one impact. So on our first pillar, discover, we are focused on the individual. Discover provides development tools for career growth to build a gender balanced pool of leaders who can create and sustain a positive culture. Inside of Coupa, that means that we facilitate mentoring opportunities to support upcoming female talent, both with internal and external mentorship and created high quality training programs, which I also have been part of. So the second pillar, Connect, there we develop bonds and we try to impact change across a shared ecosystem of female leaders, events, to facilitate discussions around relevant topics. And in these topics, we aim of connecting women and allies in the professional sphere. We have currently 51 partnerships globally, 24 profit, 26 nonprofit, and one university. One of the examples is the upcoming Empower Breakfast panel session at our EMEA Inspire event, where I hope Many of the treasury ladies will be coming where we can witness an impressive panel of leaders sharing their inspiring, insightful and empowering stories. The third pillar is impact. At this pillar, we can leverage the power of community to drive opportunities for women to create positive social impact that helps them grow and pave the way for vibrant careers. Thank you, Caroline. You talked about mentoring there. I'd like to turn now to mentoring and sponsorship in more detail. What makes a good mentor, Yang? Mentor is someone that I can fully trust. I can tell the in and outs, my relationship with my boss, you know, this peer is doing this to me or that. They do not necessarily need to be in the situation to know, but at least they can take a step back and, you know, being wise enough and care about you so much so that they give you authentic and transparent feedback. You've got to 
see the life journey of someone and be able to seek out the best of the life journey of someone and be able to connect and really to take advantage to solicit some wisdom out of it and just to be you not being because we want to show up to impress someone just to be you and 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 I think this kind of relationship again doesn't have to be in the company doesn't have to be someone higher in the ranking just but someone who truly you respect and someone who can relate and give you the genuine advice and someone who cares enough about you as an individual can really give you that advice. I think those kind of mentorship become better. Now, of course, sometimes certain companies could be mine. We try to match people with a mentor just because we want people to try. Because if you don't try, if you don't take the first move, you will never know and you may never take the first move. So we encourage people to try. But we have actually pretty discipline. We say after nine months, sit down, reflect, does this mentorship work or not work? If it doesn't work, okay, move on. At least you learn something, like what works for you and what didn't. And so the next selection process or outreach becomes much more targeted. Thank you, Yang. Caroline, to you now. What milestones has Treasury made on DEI and what needs to change as we move ahead? Most companies seem to be making progress with recruitment and the D in diversity, equity and inclusivity. But it seems that we still have a way to go to get equity and inclusivity right. Being inclusive kind of means holding space for difference so that everyone belongs, is comfortable, is empowered and can thrive in an environment or culture. We have so much more work to do. So women, LGBT plus community, women of color, parents feel accepted and feel they belong. Not just equality or diversity for the sake of it. That's not true diversity. How can we create more belonging? That's actually where the focus is needed. I actually would really like to see more women in executive roles and to see the pay gap close further. For example, Alibaba, one of my companies that I really admire because they have 34% women in management roles, which is much higher than any Silicon Valley one. And Jack Ma believes that that to be the secret sauce of his success. In the Netherlands, where I currently reside, the gap is decreasing slowly. As we progress further, I think solutions should stimulate education and learning, equal rights in society and family care, and keep looking at the stereotypical images of the role of gender. As outlined in the United Nations Fifth Sustainable Development Goal, this will help to increase gender equality, not only as a fundamental human right, but also as a necessary foundation for a peaceful, prosperous and sustainable world. In 2021, Coupa contributed to a study by McKinsey, Women in the Workplace. There are some key highlights from that report that were really surprising to me. Let me mention a few highlights. Like one of them was, in spite of the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, women's representation had improved across most of the corporate pipeline at the end of 2020. But there are also persistent gaps in the pipeline. The broken rung remains broken, unfortunately, as promotions at the first step up to manager are not equitable. And women of color lose grant and representation at every level. In fact, for every 100 men promoted to manager, only 86 women are promoted. Though women of color saw small improvements on promotions, companies' inability to close the gap makes it nearly impossible to lay a foundation for sustained progress at more senior levels. There was another example that caught my attention. So while women have hung on, they're more burned out than ever. In fact, both men and women are more burned out than they were last year, but the gap between men and women's burnout levels has nearly doubled. 42% of women and 35% of men report being burned out versus 32 and 28% last year. Yang, could I turn to you lastly? Any key advice for others? 
I think success is overrated because people only talk about that, only see that, and you don't know after the surface there's a real person. There's a real person going through emotional ups and downs like everyone else, right? So when when I had little children, as an example, when I had little children, I almost felt guilty because I felt like I, I give less to my work for my professional life because I have younger children I have to take care of. So I was constantly feel like I'm not an adequate mother. I'm not an adequate worker. And one time I met、um, a woman. She was a CHRO, and I remember very vividly. We pulled in the parking lot. It was eight a.m. and we were dropping the kids to school. And she was so happy. She has five children, and she was so happy. She's dropping them, and I realized she was on the phone. Actually, she was just on mute. She's dropping her children and she's saying goodbye and give them a hug and kiss and proper, and at the same time she's listening to the conversation like going on the work, and then she was just taking her time and, and driving to the office. And the moment she gets in the office and she was asking the questions as sharp as possible, so you realize actually it's not about presence, it's about you can find ways to really smartly balance what's important for you. Like first, we need to define what's important for us. If dropping the kids is important for her, and she made it a priority, and she did, and then at the same time, she made the point that being present, being engaged in every meeting she was invited to, otherwise she doesn't even go, and that becomes you know to to make a choices she made in life and make her super effective. And I feel like every one of us, can, you know, we have so many. Temptations being everything for everyone, but we need to be clear what's important for us and let the rest be, because we cannot be scoring hundred percent, you know, every in every aspect of life. Yang and Caroline, thank you both so much. My name is Sophie Jackson, and you've been listening to Yang Zhu, Global Treasurer for Craft Times, and Caroline Lecoq, Director Cooper Pay at Cooper Software. If you'd like to find out more about Cooper's Empower Initiative, go to www.cooper.com/empower. Don't forget to subscribe to the Treasury Today podcast channel to get further episodes in this series. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from.